Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast, where you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on the conversations I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs as we sit down for coffee each week. Learn just what it takes to be a business owner, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. And be sure to stay till the end to learn about the Yes to Entrepreneurship Network and how it can help you grow your business. Oh, here comes my guest. Talk to you soon. Tell me more about you and kind of what your business is, because I know we had a brief conversation um, in front of Whole Foods, which <laughs> thankfully we had Whole Foods for us to grab some lunch and get out and about. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. So my since the conference, life has been amazing, busy, different, as it always is for yeah. an entrepreneur, right? And I actually recorded my first ever podcast guest appearance. I know, right? On Mike Kim's podcast. And that was awesome. And I got a lot of email list traction from that, which was so awesome to see, right? And I, I feel like when you're in this building a business thing, and you're stepping out with this whole kind of courageous idea of maybe people want to hear from me, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and then you get your first total stranger on your email list, right? It's not just your friends or people you might have met on the street, but it's like complete stranger, right? I don't know who you are, I never met you in person. And then you get your next one. And then you have like 50 new people that you've never met before that want to hear from you. It's so, crazy, right? <laughs> it is. It's crazy and it's so humbling and such an awesome part of the experience. So yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on since the conference, just kind of more content creation, more networking, just getting connected with a larger web of people. Yeah, and now let me ask you, before um, the conference, did you have your business like up and running and you were doing your thing or was the conference uh, more of a, like this is kind of like my starting point, like kickoff for what's to come? So I had it up and running, but I, just like everyone else, I feel like it, so it was in its baby stages still, it still is. So I launched my website in March of this year. Nice. And that, thank you. I built it myself. It took me so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 10 out of 10 recommend if you don't want to spend a couple months building a website, hire someone, it's worth the money. Right? Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's fun to like be in the, in the works, you know, do the, the DIY thing, but that's for like the first hour or two. And then when you're like 20 to 50 hours in, you're like, why didn't I just hire somebody? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If somebody would have told me that I would have saved me like months of anguish, just (laughs) so much time. But so I launched my website in March and then I got my first client in April, almost immediately after launching, which was wow. beautiful. Yeah, it's been, it was awesome. And um, so then the conference actually happened because I um, messaged my mentor, who, one, one person who's my mentor now on Instagram and we were supposed to meet up and then it didn't happen. And then they invited me um, 
to this conference. And so ended up at the Todd Herman conference and then learned a ton of kind of fine tuning things, I would yeah. say, and perspective mm-hmm. things as well. Like the stuff we learned about YouTube was amazing. It was um, crazy. Mind blowing. Like yeah. I was like, ignore YouTube. I can't do it. I'm not going to be famous. Right. And she was like, you can make money on any, as long as you niche down far enough. And it was yeah. like, what? <laughs> Sunny has some amazing videos. I've been watching her videos and it's like crazy. She's really good. Yeah, she's very knowledgeable and she puts it in a way that makes it accessible to everyone. Yes. Which is so cool. So, so yeah, so I was up and running, but it was small. It still is small, but Oh, for sure. You yeah. Know. And let me ask you, when you uh, got your first client, how did that like come about? Because you know, entrepreneurs all the time, they think, okay, I just need to build a website or have one built for me. And then magically all the people in the world are going to come to me and I'm going to make millions of dollars and be on my yacht, popping champagne and being in, you know, Instagram famous. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Newsflash. To anyone who doesn't know yet, that's not the way it works, sadly. Oh, oh, dang it! <laughs> um, but first client actually came from my immediate friend group, and okay. I knew her. So basically how it happened is I built my website, and then I went on Instagram, and I was like, all right, here we go. And I put on my story. I said, now, I said, I'm accepting two to four more clients in the next month for anyone who's looking to make a change in their mindset or their wellness. Nice. And I put it up once and, cause I was terrified, right? Of like course. I'm like, oh my God, like how am I gonna do this? And what if I, they hire me and like all the thoughts everyone goes through, right? What if I'm not good enough? What if I don't know enough? What if I don't bring them to success? What if they yeah. don't? And Self-doubt is horrible. <laughs> horrible, right? And so, she actually contacted me and she's like, Hey, I don't know if this is what exactly what you do, which was beautiful that she did that because it helped me to realize that my message wasn't clear enough. Right. And so she was like, this is what I'm going through. And I was like, let's just just schedule a discovery call because I had just learned what that was. And I was like, yeah, 30 minutes discovery call. Right. Perfect. (laughs) And so we did a discovery call and we had already known each other a little bit. So it came from my immediate network. And I think now looking back on it, hesitating, the hesitation kind of came with involving my immediate network because I didn't want my friends to feel like I was preying on them or like I was selling anything to them. Sure. And I think what a lot of people need to pivot their perspective on with things like that is that if you show up in authenticity and you have a strong message and you have the knowledge background and you have something that can help somebody, then you're not really selling to anyone as much as you're just opening the door of availability for them to walk through. And if they want to walk through it, they're going to walk through it as long as they know that the door is there. And so with my first client, she didn't know that the door was there until I posted it on my story. And she was like, oh, hey, this might be exactly what I've been looking for. And we've actually been working together since she, like she, we still work together every month. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. Like she's one of my, I think we'll be working together forever. Cause she's like, I just don't ever want to not be working with you. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if you need me as much anymore, but 
She like, just loves, you know. That's the cool thing about it. And you bring up a great point is that, uh, and I tell this to business owners all day long, is that word of mouth marketing is still number one and it costs yes. you $0. Yes. That, like everyone gets uh, caught up in the Facebook ads, the Google ads, all these things, which may have a time and place for your business later, but especially when starting out, it's word of mouth. And even when you're five, 10 years in business, it always comes back to word of mouth. <laughs> yep, 100%. And even, gosh, even I have a clientele base that's just local here to San Diego. And it's been so interesting to watch that almost explode just off of your, like my willingness to meet in person and have a conversation and get to know somebody and be able to meet them on a unique person to person way. And one of my clients actually like went out of his way to thank me for that, to be like, thank you for getting to know me as a person and not allowing it to be cookie cutter like a lot of coaches out there do where they're just like okay hire me I do the same thing for you that I do for everyone else right and I think that when it comes to quote-unquote selling to people it's not necessarily about like the marketing like what you said it's about showing up and showing up in a way that you are recommendable yes you know and, and I love that because I thought, I thought you were going to say my three core values, which is show up, deliver, and engage. Oh, dang. <laughs> so that would bonus points yeah. as a guest if I did that. <laughs> yeah, so you are right on the money right there. Showing say up. It, say it, say it, <laughs> That is the biggest part right there. And, and it goes back to what you said, you know, opening the doors uh, of availability for them to walk through if they need it. And that, yeah. that's the whole point of us as entrepreneurs is like, we have to show up like that's our job to literally. show up. and we literally cannot worry about anything else because everything else comes after we, we do the work which is showing up mm-hmm. yep <laughs> absolutely so it's so important and i love that part about the availability now let me ask you because i know a teeny bit about your business but um give me like the rundown of your business because when we met in front of whole foods it was like so quick and so much was going on um, so give me like a little, little bit of like what you actually do for your clients. Absolutely. So my business is I'm a mindset and wellness coach for my own company called Rehumor. And the, thank you. I love the name. <laughs> um, the concept of my business is it's based around five pillars of wellness. So okay. there's mindset, movement, nutrition, nature, and rest. So those are my five pillars. And we approach all five of them as a collective because it's my belief that in today's society, we've done this thing where we've separated the mind, the body, and the soul. And we've started to treat each one of them, and we have been treating each one of them as separate entities for a very long time. Yeah. But the reality is, is that we all live in one, it's all one part of one unit, right? Yeah. The mind, the body, and the soul, we all are one thing going through life together. And so many people are working against themselves in that. So their mind is working against them. They're battling against their body, like their spirit's not on the same page. And so we kind of bring all three of those together and start to 
cultivate this cohesive unit where instead of waking up and looking in the mirror and being like, God, like, why can't, like, why can't I lose weight? Like, why is my body working against me? Like, why do my joints hurt? Like, why do I feel like shit every day? Or why do I feel unmotivated? Or why do I talk so much crap to myself? Like all of these things we dive into and we dive into them in three, like in three. So usually I start with nutrition and movement and mindset and then once we get those three major ones together then that's when we kind of look at rest and nature so yeah that's kind of the rundown i love that and and that's that's like how we actually bonded over the whole protein shake and like health and nutrition thing (laughs) i was like oh nice lunch choice (laughs) yeah yeah so that's that's why i was like oh that that's awesome and how did you come about your business like were you working full-time somewhere or was this just something that you you were like i'm just gonna do this as the side gig and then turn it into the full-time thing like how did the business actually come about so long story short i served in the navy for six years as a rescue swimmer so very high stress job i loved it but it took a ton of effort to get there Um, yeah so I, over that training period and over the period of time that it took me to be fully qualified in my job, I slowly separated my mind and my body because I was so stressed and putting so much demand on myself and I didn't have the tools to be able to continue that pace without feeling like the damage that I was creating. Yeah. So I separated my mind and my body so that I could survive that tempo for longer because I wanted to stay in that job for a full 20 years till retirement. Yeah. And so I was in it and about five years in, I started developing a chronic pain condition. And I was on deployment when it started to come on and they couldn't really get any like grips on any treatment or anything. So I ended up getting medically separated for it. And that was the like hands down one of the more heartbreaking things I've ever gone through in my life because so much time and effort went into becoming a rescue swimmer, you know? And I loved that job so much, like I identified it and I became one with that job. And so out of that though, out of that transition and the pain and everything that I went through was born rehuman. Because what I realized is that there's all these professionals, right? All these, whatever you're doing, whether you're an entrepreneur or in the corporate industry or in the military or whether you're a policeman or a firefighter, whatever you do, we're these professionals where we're just like driving, right? We're like hard drivers, just hard charge, hard charge, hard charge. And we're forgetting that there's this, this wear and tear that happens like emotionally and mentally and all these things that we, if we have the tools, to enable us to take care of ourselves while we drive towards our goal, we can actually like prosper longer in it and be more successful, be more efficient. And then no one, and then 
we could avoid having more people go through what I went through. Oh, totally. And, and yeah. that's what's so powerful about your business is you have that thank history you. and the, obviously the name is so fitting too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and you go through that. And now I'm curious, how did you get from the, the heartbreak to the empowerment and the, the excitement? Because that I'm sure wasn't just a easy thing where you're like, okay, my heart's like, I'm fine now. And let's right. just, <laughs> like, what did you have to go through? Because that's a big thing for entrepreneurs is, and entrepreneurship in general is that we go through so much emotional stress and, yeah. and trauma that it's like, it's this roller coaster that's up and down constantly. And when we're not connected with fellow entrepreneurs and we're not mm. in that supportive community that gets it and gets us and helps us with our support and and just as somebody that we can lean on we yeah. struggle because we feel alone and we feel like there's just no one else is going through this and it takes a toll on our business and most importantly it takes a toll on us which at the end of the day means that we very well could stop the business and yeah a lot more absolutely absolutely that's that's one thing I was actually talking to my mastermind about the other day that as a personal brand business, your business only lives as long as you do. Yes. You know, so yeah. that's something that I just feel like people really need to have driven home, like really realize that like you are your business. And as that, like you're your greatest asset, but you're also your greatest downfall. And if you can't invest in yourself, like what does that say about your potential of your business? It says everything, everything. So like, look at where you're falling short on your health and your wellness and your mindset. Where can you be better? And even if it's just something small, like drinking water, you right. know, or breathing or taking a yoga class a week or something, like just look at like the dividend difference. Cause to me, that's an investment in your business as well as yourself, you know? Oh yeah, and I can't remember if uh, if when we met I told you this, but like I made a huge investment in personal training. Good. Had some uh, uh, two trainers um, that I worked with because I thought, you know, I had the time. This was uh, end of last year, beginning of this year, and I was like, you know, I have the time. I got some money in the bank. Let Let's see if I can, you know, hire a trainer to really see what I'm, my body's capable of because I've always yeah. been into fitness and health and I think it's so important especially as an entrepreneur we, we really have to be paying attention to that because so many uh, things that we hear and see is like hustle 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 and, yep. and no sleep and wake up early and, and grind and, and you're going to make it happen and it's like no actually you really don't have to do all of that <laughs> to make right. it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it really comes down to just being focused and just prioritizing things. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that was my thing is that I thought, you know, I, I had the time, let me invest in my health and, and really push myself because that's going to only make me stronger and more mm -hmm. capable of doing things for my business, you know? And so I did that and it was an amazing experience on okay. two because you know you have the, the whole um, health part but then of course my business brain doesn't turn off and so right. I'm like analyzing the whole customer side of things right like 
customer now, I'm buying a product from somebody and how is this whole process going? How's the transaction going? Um, yeah, the constant you know, reevaluation. Yeah, and, mm. and so it was really awesome to have the experience both for the health, but also for um, you know business ideas and making sure what I like and what I don't like and, and making sure that I apply things that are necessary to my business and my offers, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that that's just a chronic thing that I think most people who are business minded will do is on both sides of transactions, like really analyzing, okay, how is this going? If there's a part of this that didn't go well, how, how can I apply that same analysis to my own personal business? Because one thing that I do try to ask almost every single one of my clients towards the end of us working together is what do you feel like I could have done better? Right. Is there anything that in moments when we were working together, was there any moments where you were like, man, it would be nice if she did this, right? right? And huge. feedback is huge and being open to feedback and asking for feedback because oh, pretty much 100% of the time, clients aren't gonna be bold enough to be like, hey, you could do this better, <laughs> you know? Right. Or I need this from you, right? Because even as people in like intimate relationships or friendships, we don't even go out of the way to be like, Hey, it would be nice. Like, I need this from you, exactly. right? <laughs> Let alone someone we pay money to. And, and it's so true. Absolutely. But going back to your original question, which I'm not avoiding. <laughs> uh, no worries. No worries. Um, is processing through that pain and getting to kind of the resolution of a a better version, right? Creating a rehuman from the pain was. Honestly, I had to go through a lot of really allowing myself to feel everything that I was feeling. And that's one thing that I do work with a lot of my clients on is we've created this culture in the West and especially in the United States of almost like chronic optimism or happiness that that's the ideal emotion. And although that is an amazing emotion to have when you're going through things it's okay to be freaking angry and disgusted and pissed and embarrassed and and devastated and to allow yourself the space and the time to grieve what you've lost and then to celebrate what you've gained because what I I remember and I will never ever forget this that I I literally was I was house sitting because I housed it as well. Oh and, nice. Yeah, I love it because it keeps me like from feeling too anxious in one yes. spot. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's totally perfect for being able to like get more creative too because it it's like yes you you're just in a different environment and things just happen. Absolutely, creative flow is ten times better when I'm not in my own space. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why. And so I was at this house and I was just really feeling down and heavy and emotional. And I was having a really bad pain day and um, cause I still deal with the chronic pain condition. And okay. I was laying on the floor on, in their kitchen and crying and I was, bawling my eyes out like I was just like like shaking my body was trembling and I could you know when like 
I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I was crying so hard and there was so much water on the floor from my tears that as each tear fell, it would splash back up on my face. No kidding. And I would, I remember it like viscerally like this. And I just remember running out of tears and sitting up like on my, I was like kind of on my heels, right? And just taking a deep breath and realizing that either I could continue to live this way where I'm devastated and I'm mad and I feel hopeless and I've lost this large part of who I believe that I was or I can create a new version of myself and begin that process however I knew how to start and so I stood up and I dried my tears off the floor and I took a shower and then I wrote a, I wrote a, a list of who I want to become. Oh, wow. And I spent time reflecting on if I look back, like if I end in 20 years, what woman do I want to be in 20 years? And who do I want to be known as being? Like if somebody's like, tell me about Christina Hoyer, who is she? Yeah. What do I want people to say? And what do I want people to feel? And like, what do I want to have brought into this world? And not a single part of that list was, I want to be a, a lost hope of somebody who got hurt and and was devastated for a long time and never decided to get back up, you know? Right. And so I kept that list and I, I always revise it and I always revisit it and have kind of modeled a lot of the decisions moving forward on that list. Kind of like, is this going to bring me closer to the woman I want to become? Wow. That's powerful. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a big pivotal point. Like it was a moment in my life I will never forget. Yeah. And... You know, mindset is so, so important. And, and it's one of those things like back in the day, I mean, I would I would just be like, oh, yeah, I mean, obviously got to have a good mindset and whatever. But right. now being in business for as long as I have been so far and and where what I've learned and all the things, it's like mindset is so crucial for oh, it's everything huge. that you do. It's just mm -hmm. it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing, too. I was actually thinking about this last night. If if we were to bring someone from, like, 100 years ago, someone that passed away 100 years ago, yeah. to our current life right here in 2019, right. and talk to them about the developments of what we understand now about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and the psychology behind what we can create as humans and the potential of your thoughts and your words and your and everything right i feel like they'd be like what yeah. <laughs> right that doesn't make any sense because oh, yeah. we literally what you what you think every day and what you speak every day and the conversation you have with yourself subconsciously 
and consciously literally creates your reality. And I don't think that a hundred years ago we had any concept of that idea. And I feel like even today, there's so many people that still don't fully understand how drastically it can change your life. Oh yeah, totally. Especially when they get into the entrepreneurial space. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, we all can have great ideas. Like, absolutely. There's no shortage of that. It's the hard part is wrapping your mind around the idea of actually taking action and mm. moving forward with it. And that's where a lot of people get held up because their mindset is so fixed on, you know, they can't do it. They don't know how to do it. They're mm. they work a full-time job. I mean, I remember, I personally have never been, ever wanted to have like a full-time regular day job. And right. I, like growing up, like that's all my mom knew because, you know, um, her, she came from Italy. And so between her and my grandparents who were from Germany uh, and Italy as well, uh, wow. they, they only know how to work hard and that yeah. in order to make a living here in the States, you have to work your butt off. And so yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that and, you know, my dad had, uh, he was basically an entrepreneur. I mean, I just was so young that I didn't really have him as like, you know, the mentor or whatever, but he had his own handyman business and, and a machine shop. So he was kind of like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He was kind of like the entrepreneur. That's why I always say, you know, like I basically was born an entrepreneur because I grew up around, uh, working on the job site with him and picking up the hammer. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Well, and that's uh, brick and mortar too. So that's like yeah. you, uh, a whole nother level of entrepreneurship as that's well. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and so like I always wanted to go not not that his route in terms of what he picked to work, but it, that route versus mom was always working a, at the office. And right. their society and everyone was always saying, you know, Ed, you got to get a full time job. You, you got to yep. get those benefits. You got to get that 401k. <laughs> totally. and, and it's one of those things that I was like, yeah, I know, but I, I kind of like working part-time jobs because they're fun and they keep me active and I get to switch things up. Mm. And I still remember the when I worked at Apple, I was part-time for quite a long time. And when full-time opened, they were like, so I noticed you didn't apply. We were kind of hoping you would. Um, <laughs> why didn't you apply? And I was like, well, you know, da, 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 da. And then, so when it came around the second time I applied and I kid you not, I felt so boxed in and I felt like, I was like, am I going to regret this? Because I got rid of my part-time jobs to be at one spot to have the ideal job with the decent pay and the healthcare and the 401k and all that. The whole thing. Yeah. and it was fine for what I needed at the time, but I knew that that wasn't, that was just a stepping stone. And it's it just, it's so interesting because again, you have to change your mindset and you have to understand that yes, uh, entrepreneurship can be for some people and yes, it can be for others or not for others. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but you also have to like tune into what is it that you want to do and are you are you ready to push yourself to do that and are you around the right people and the right resources that can help you because it's freaking hard (laughs) oh absolutely well and I think too 
one thing that I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck on is they are natural born entrepreneurs, but they aren't doing a, like driving towards a business and entrepreneurial endeavor that aligns with their values. So I've seen people almost be influenced by the idea of some of the entrepreneurial spaces out there that they've seen other people be successful in and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to start like a fitness business because everyone else is doing it and it sounds right. (laughs) And it sounds like I might be successful, but it's like, okay, well, what are your values, right? Like, what do you value in life? And how can you create a business that enables you to live those values instead of just following suit with all these other people who are just like, like you're going to make a, a decent amount of money if you're doing something that's not allowing you to align with your values. But if you can do something aligned with your values, you can make great money because you're going to feel the people are going to feel your heart in it. And they're also going to see your success with it because you're not going to be waking up every day like, oh, I have to send out another fitness plan or whatever, right? You know, (laughs) whatever you don't love doing. And not saying that like every part of this is sunshine and rainbows, right? It took me months to build a website because I'm not a tech person, right? It's something I dread, right? So that I outsource that stuff now, right? I I hire people. Yes. (laughs) thank God that we're able to do that. And I do the things in my business that I love that are aligned with my values that allow you to like be successful. And I think like with what you did with Apple and with your part-time stuff, like you very obviously value like your freedom and diversity and like what the ability to learn new things and all these other parts that I think people really need to look at before they decide to delve into an endeavor. Like, which direction you want to go and stop allowing the biases of other people around you to suffocate your idea of what you want to do. I love that you brought that up because I will say since the conference, um, that, that has helped uh, a ton for me to get more focused. I basically feel like I've been living two lives in terms of my business, which the legal name is Ed Troxel Creative, you know, and right. doing, doing all my things underneath that and the the brand yes entrepreneurship which is where my heart's always been and where i've wanted to go oh interesting yeah and what's cool about this and what you just brought up is the fact that i have been struggling with the two identities if you will and for me i finally just in the last three months um here during the, the slow season for most businesses during the holidays um yeah it was the time where I could really just cut out the noise, put my head down, not care about other people's opinions. You know, like I love feedback and, and doing all of that, but there's a time and a place where you have to just cut the noise and just do what you think needs to happen. Oh, absolutely. And that's what happened. And so because of the conference where I got people um interested in the whole why notter and the movement of you know you're yeah. a why-notter, i'm a why notter um people loved the mission cards and oh i did i loved it yeah it, right <laughs> it's like it's so crazy and um and so you know then the website became really clean and just mm. colors pop like so many things fell into place and then i gave myself permission to take 
my Hayed network, which was my membership thing that we had talked about. Right. Um, I took that and I rebranded it underneath the Yes Entrepreneurship Network. Oh, awesome. Which was so challenging in my head for me. It was that self-talk. Right. Mm. You know, it was established and people were there and I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. But right. at the same time, I knew that the bigger vision was having something bigger, which was outside of me. It was the Yes Entrepreneurship Network. And inside of there, you can get Hey Ed and get tech support and, and community and really the resources that help you grow your business. Absolutely. And so I really just like, I, yeah, that's, so that's why when you said that, I was like 100%. I finally just stopped listening to everyone else oh. and just ran with what I know I want to do and where I want to be. And it's so empowering and everything just falls into place. And now it's like, I have a clear focus mm. to run with everything. And, and actually I launched, um, fun fact, if you didn't know, November was uh, National Entrepreneur Month. Uh, oh, no. Well, I didn't know that. I missed I, it completely. Dang I, it. I don't know if this is a new thing or what, but score.org, which is a great resource, um, they, they had sent email an email out with some stats and everything and they had talked about how that november is the national entrepreneur month and i'm like i've never heard of that i'm right running with that <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna take it <laughs> yeah and um and so on uh november 30th which is small business saturday um cool i launched the network because i wanted it to there's so much symbolism behind yes to entrepreneurship and this just added to that. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it was just, it was fun. But the point is, is that yes, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders because I gave myself permission to just do it and to see what yes. happens. And you're gonna lose people along the way and that's okay because you're mm -hmm. gonna gain more people. You know, everyone's on a different path and a different journey. And sometimes we need to shake things up. And like I've been reminding myself when that self doubt moment is, change equals growth and yes as a business we want to be growing we need to be growing and in order to do that we have to change and so yep. that has really helped me with that negative self talk good yeah and i love how you told how you said i gave myself permission yeah such a powerful way to put it because i encourage people to really even just for one day to pay attention to how many times you tell yourself that you can't do something yep and it's nobody else that's doing this to you right and if it was somebody else at some point you're still giving them permission to have power over your life and because you're holding their voice in your head right and you're keeping it there and giving yourself the permission being like you know what I can do that. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah. And then just do it. Like, I want this is like going to seem totally off topic, but no. this, when I used to personal train, right? So before the Navy, I was a personal trainer and I loved it, right? Because it's such a powerful job and you yeah. get to just watch people completely transform their lives and you end up becoming like this pseudo therapist, best friend personal trainer so cool. <laughs> so cool right and this woman that i worked with she did not believe that she could jump on this box right do like a box jump. oh yeah yeah uh -huh. 
And she didn't believe it. Like, she was like, no, I can't do this, right? I physically am not capable of jumping on this box, right? So over the period of time that we worked together, I would incorporate just small things, right? So like first she would jump up just like an inch onto like a plate. Yep. And then like a weightlifting plate. And then we added like another, like one, maybe one of the soft cushion ones that are like um, four inches off the ground or, and we like slowly worked our way up. And then I think it was almost like in our last couple weeks of working together before she was moving, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to do this today. Like you're jumping on this box and it's going to be awesome. And you just need to believe in yourself, right? Like you've been jumping on this, that like you've already jumped equally as high, but it wasn't this box. And so we had like a whole conversation before and like had her look at herself in the mirror and be like, I can jump on this box, right? I can do a jump, like a box jump. And she had to repeat it to herself until she was like, okay, I feel like I'm like ready. And it was like this whole emotional thing. Oh yeah. Where she like, of course she like jumped on the box, right? But this is her whole life where she believes she couldn't do this. Right. And it's not that like the capability isn't there. It's that you have this wall of disbelief where every time you talk, like craft yourself, you're writing graffiti on this wall and you walk up to this wall and all it says is you can't, you're not worthy. Like you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You'll never be athletic enough, right? All these things that you've said to yourself over 20 years. And then all it takes is this bulldozer of you looking at yourself and giving yourself permission and saying, you know what, I can't. And then the wall comes breaking down and you do something you've always thought for your whole life that you couldn't do, but it was just yourself holding yourself back. Oh, I'm smiling so big and got chills like that. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that, that's a beautiful thing. And, and I love personal training too. A fun fact, um, that was actually going to be one of my side businesses back in college yeah i was like why don't i just become a personal trainer because um, it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's still always on the table but not anywhere anytime soon um yeah absolutely like, that's the thing it's like it's so important to have that and and to have the people that are going to help you get there like, absolutely because they had you that was a world of a difference versus mm-hmm. them picking up a book or them, you know, tuning into a podcast or watching a YouTube video. Like that, that stuff can help. Don't get me wrong, but there's not someone physically, or even if, it, if you guys were just video chatting all the time, that would be work too. But like you, we need people to help us push through those boundaries and push Absolutely. through those I should say. Oh, absolutely. And community is such a huge part of not only the health of an entrepreneur and the health of an entrepreneur's business, but just the health of a human being in general. And that's one part playing with the idea of a sixth pillar, even though I don't know if I like it as much as five, but (laughs) the community is so huge. And we are missing it and I, I truly believe in like, I'm not a doctor yet, right, on my way, but I really, really believe that it's a huge part of why we have such skyrocketing 
depression and anxiety and suicide oh, yeah. and drug addiction and alcoholism and all these things we don't connect to the community as much as we used to like Yep. Like, like neighborhoods used to be community. Like the other day, not the other day, this was like four months ago, I went and knocked on my neighbor's door because I wanted to borrow some eggs because you used to do that, right? Like, <laughs> what? Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> right? And I knock on his door and he like opens it like, uh, hello? Like all super weirded out. Yeah, right? yeah. And I'm like, hey, do you have any eggs? I'm trying to make this cornbread and I don't have any eggs. Like I'm down I forgot them at the store or whatever right and he was like uh like so weirded out right yeah. ended up getting the eggs thank goodness the cornbread was great just for nice. anyone on the edge of their seat right <laughs> yep yep <laughs> yeah. I was wondering <laughs> and I was like wow you know it was really a almost like an awakening moment for me yeah because for someone who is like I I have really made a lot of effort to build a, a, an incredible friend group, an amazing support network, just like these really amazing people in my life. I for, I sometimes forget that community is not a staple in life anymore. Oh, 100%. And it's so sad. And it's especially when you're in a business like this, you need a group of people that you can go into and be like, hey, guys, it's Wednesday. I woke up. I feel like... I'm a piece of trash, yep. you know? Like, I feel like, to quote Katy Perry, right? Plastic bag, drifting through the wind, right? Yeah. Waiting to start again. And I just don't feel motivated or driven. I feel like I'm, I've not provided anything to the world, la, 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 right? And you need a group of people that are like, hey, I love your mission. Right. You have done amazing things for me as a fellow entrepreneur, as a friend. And also people to be like, when you're like, hey, guys, I'm super stuck on this. Do you have any resources? And they're like, oh, yeah, here you go. And it's like a whole Word document of like 700 resources, which is like yeah. what I swear I get from people every time. I'm like, I'm stuck. They're like, oh, here's your perfect answer. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. I, I think it, community is huge. And you nailed it. It's like I, I'm going through this social media um, cleanse, if you will, detox. Good. Oh, where, love you know, it you start unfollowing and you start uh, leaving groups and unliking pages that really don't have a purpose anymore. Yeah. Um, and yes, it takes time, but what I have found through this, which is so interesting because I love Facebook groups uh, for connecting with people and just having that community um, right. outside of my, my network is that as I was going through these groups, and I still have a ton to go through, I didn't realize I was in so many, but I think <laughs> I think I was added to some without me actually knowing, because that happens all the time. All the time. Um, but what was very interesting to me is, and it just dawned on me, um, is that there's so many communities out there, so many groups, which is great, but there's so many flawed groups. And what I mean by mm. that is that I've had people in my in my head network, which is now you know the Yes Entrepreneurship. Um, I've had people tell me, you know, Ed, there, you you have something so unique that I haven't found elsewhere. And and they've been some of these people have been in other communities as well as communities by high profile celebrities. So love it, yeah. That means a lot, you know, no matter oh, huge what level, but especially when they've had that experience. And so what was interesting to me is I've heard that and I, you know, I just do my thing and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, I'm just glad I can help you. Um, Absolutely. 
And as I was going through these Facebook groups last night and um, leaving them, I saw so many that started with a good good um, mindset, right? Like they, they want to yeah. help people. They have X, Y, Z that they're going to help you with and whatnot. And then they something just happened and, and they're mm. just left to fend for themselves, meaning the people in that group. And yeah, from a, from a host and, and the creator side, that breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, you can't just create something, let people in and then be like, peace, I'm out. Like, hope, hope you guys can survive. You know, the Titanic's right. going down, but I got, <laughs> I got my lifeboat and, you know, fine life jacket in the back. Um, right. Totally. And I saw so much of that in the groups that I was leaving and, and then those that were um, still open and had some activity, the activity actually wasn't from the creator. The activity right. was from the people in the network who are kind of, you know, like, I'm, I'm a swimming lost here. Anybody want to help save me? And it's like, yeah, it was just such a huge disappointment. I'm still disappointed and I still have to go through oh. more. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I, it's funny that you bring that up because number one, I also go through like, I social media cleanse almost every month because oh, yeah, you got to get rid of those accounts that make you feel like not yes. okay. Right. And don't inspire you or help you learn something or connect you to someone you really admire or that you care for or, you know, all those things. Right. Oh yeah. And, but I was, when I first started the business, I had like, like anyone else does, you, you have kind of your options of what direction do you want to take your business and what people do you want to be involved in your mentorship and who do you want to have influence over you, you know? Yep. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was looking, like I was just kind of going about my thing for a while, and then I ha- I intentionally took a break so I could go travel and kind of nice. zoom out on my business. And I was like, wow, you know, I don't really think I have the right people influencing me because the their businesses were more not this not that this is bad right but their businesses were more money centered than they were heart or people and I think that's something that people need to really pay attention to as they grow as a business is what do you really want your business to be for do you want it to be a heart centered people motivated service driven business where you're really like you're leading from your heart space or are you here to to make money and you can make and just purely make money right you can make amazing amounts of money by leading with your heart space but you can also disconnect and just purely sell stuff that has low value and just turn it over really fast and try to make money quickly yeah and so I feel like sometimes with the groups that people start, whether it's membership based or whether it's free or whatever, that sometimes they start it and then people pay them money and then they're like, okay, oh, yeah. I got what I wanted. And then they pull out of the group. Uh, 100%. And so it's super heartbreaking, especially for somebody like you and for somebody like me, who's super heart like driven in the business, you know, like yep. super heart driven and like in it for the long game. And I feel like just to encourage people as they go through, like really get connected with 
what side of the fence do you want to be on? Like, not saying that both sides don't make money. Like, don't get me wrong, because we both right. can make exponential amounts of money. But are you in it for just the financial side, or are you in it for the finances and the connection and the heart? Like, is this your, like, your passion? Exactly. And I think that helps you kind of remain in the in the groups a little, little more involved with your people. Yeah, and I love that you bring that up because that's one of the things that you know through the lens of social media, we we don't get to stop and think about that unless we have somebody like you or me telling you um, to pause yeah. and reflect. And so we just get so caught up in all of these perfect images that we see that we think these businesses are perfect. We think that they're making millions of dollars, and in some cases they may be, but we right. see the other side of what's the quality of life that they're having and mm. what's the quality of life that they're giving others like all of these things that go on after that photo is taken or after that story is captured there's yeah. so many things that we don't get to see that we we just imagine is perfect but and, reality is it's not right absolutely oh man that's so true and i think that's that's another part of with the social media cleansing is really just yeah enabling yourself and giving yourself permission again to unfollow the accounts that make you almost like judge yourself you know yeah. like am i as successful as this person seems to be and it's like well you might you might be you might not be but the fact that it's driving you to compare yourself that's your first reaction right and i don't know if that's an influence that you need in your life yeah and i i love that you gave yourself that permission to go ahead and and take that break and to realize who you're following does influence you and it, it's just one of those things that we have to remember and, and mm. be about that unfollow life because right? so many people are like oh well someone's followed me should i follow them back and i'm like not unless you want to see their content and it's right. something that's relevant to your business <laughs> yep absolutely when i was I was thinking about it earlier today as well. I think one thing that would be really good for a lot of us to shift our perspective to is starting to treat like our attention and what we give our attention to as a currency, right? Yes. Because if you look at from the marketing side and you were, if you're talking to a marketer, like they're trying to get your attention, that's currency for them, right? hundred percent. A hundred percent. But then from the, the, purchaser side or the client side or whatever just the person side yep we don't think about it that same way and i think that pivoting that perspective to that would be really powerful because it's true and what it's like investing in something so if you're looking at this profile and you're spending all this attention like all this time all this attention on it would you invest your money in that exactly and if the answer is no then get off that profile yep you know and not saying you have to spend money there but it's having an equal if not greater influence on your life than it would if you did spend money on it right because it, that's having a constant like influence on your mindset and on your subconscious on your confidence everything oh yeah and, and that's the thing too we have to be so mindful of our time and that's why i always have clients start with a time audit because we can do so much in a day and we can get mm. things done in our business if we can focus and we have we have to start with our time and understanding where our time is spent and 
how we manage that. And then once we do, we're golden. You know, people are yeah. like, how do you do X, Y, Z? And it's like, yes, there's certain factors like being single and not having kids that help. But at the end of the day, I am like so focused on my schedule and making sure that I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And that I'm constantly re uh, checking my to-do list and rewriting it. And, and like, you know, it sounds like a lot of work, but once you're in the zone, it, it just becomes second nature. And then you're like, I, I got time to do X, Y, Z. And I was able to check off hey. all of these things. Oh, absolutely. I didn't start time blocking until recently. Yes. Like probably, oh, I don't want to say recently, right? But like within the first, within the last like probably four to five months. Yeah. Whoa. Time blocking Huge difference, right? Huge difference. Cause like, I've definitely, I have previously been one of those people that was like, dang, I just don't feel like I get enough done in a day. Yep. And then I started doing, I got a panda planner. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard yeah, of yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I had one a couple years ago. I love the, I love it. Right? Yeah. Um, so I start, I've started pre-planning my weeks, like all the way through every day and time blocking each day and no, no, it's never perfect. Right. Exactly. But for the most part, like, it's like, okay, well now I can, since this went a little long, I'll just shift this down. Yep. And it still is like, okay, now I have the intention already set for these next 50 minutes. Like this is what I'm doing full focus. Like, phone is put aside like it's I don't know it's awesome so time blocking I'm right there with you and it's it's awesome Oh yeah. And, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you with this one. So I love, because I love tech obviously, and, yeah. and writing things down is part of my routine, which helps tremendously. But I just finally switched over project management systems. I used to use Trello, uh, okay. which is totally great. And you know, people are always either Trello or Asana. And then of course there's hundreds of others, I'm sure. But yeah. usually it's Trello or Asana. And so I almost switched to Asana and then I found, I think like the holy grail of project management systems oh. called ClickUp. And oh. I cannot tell you how awesome it is for me. Like I, I have got, like I moved everything over. Mind you, I moved everything from one system to another during a week that I had a conference, all day conference in San Francisco for um, hypergrowth, which was put on by Drift. Um, that was super awesome. It was a one day conference. And then the next day was actually uh, an event that I was putting on. And then the next day is when I actually started moving the project management system because Jeez. I was going to be doing the, uh, the launch, working on the launch for the network. So it was like, not busy. The, yeah, not the best time to be doing that, but it is. <laughs> why not? Done. Why not? Right? Exactly. I was like, why not? We'll just do it. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I am absolutely in love with this system and it is, it's just amazing. So if you're looking for a tech one, you should definitely look at yeah, that. I definitely will. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad you told me about it. Cause I, I still am, you know, like kind of figuring out exactly which things I love, you know, yeah. like every person loves certain systems and things for certain reason. Yep. And well, like, I'm definitely, go ahead. Oh, I'm definitely one of those people that goes like does over research. Like I almost do it too much research to where I'm just like, okay, now I fully understand every program that I could have done. And I chose this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. Like for me, like I said, I, I write things down and then I also have 
the digital. For me, I need to have, uh, because there's something about writing things down that is totally made for us. Like we need that, um, but I also need the, the digital alerts. I need that notification to go off. Yeah. And, and I need to have something that's flexible that's with me everywhere, even if I don't have pen and paper. So I have always been on the hunt for, for programs. And so that's why I was like, okay, we're all in on this one. Let's just go. <laughs> Love it. I will definitely be checking that out. Nice. Um, yeah. Before I let you go, I want to make sure that I mention that I loved your uh, mentor, Anne, the advice that she gave you that you shared with oh. me, the quote, you just have to be a sophomore to the freshman. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> that has taken such a huge weight off of anybody's shoulders. When they read that and okay. hear that, like, that is the most amazing advice because it's so true. You don't mm. have to know everything. Like, everyone's always like, I don't want to be called an expert. I'm, I don't know every single in and out. And it's like, but you don't have to. You right. Just be what you had here. You just have to be a sophomore to the freshman. Yep, absolutely. When she said that to me, because she's she's a doctor of psychology. She's brilliant. She's like a motivational psychologist. She's been writing for a long time. She's amazing. Okay. And so I am totally inspired by her. And I am on my way towards medical school too, right? Because I'm like, I want to know everything so that nice. I can feel like I know everything, right? <laughs> And she told me, she goes, even once you get your doctorate, you're still going to feel like you don't know enough. Exactly. And, right? Because she was like, I did the same thing. I wanted to get a doctorate so that I would feel like I knew enough. And she was like, you're never going to feel like you know enough, but you just have to be the sophomore to the freshman. And it was like, right? Mind blown. Total transformation of my perspective. Because you really never feel, like, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. Yes. So oh. it's just like, right? Right? So it's like, it's this two, both sides are kind of frustrating. So it's like, that quote changed everything for me too. So I'm really glad it was influential for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. Be sure to head over to yestoentrepreneurship.com for more episodes, as well as information on how you can join the Yes to Entrepreneurship Network. The network brings together ambitious entrepreneurs, you, the Why Notters, who want to grow their business online and master the basic principles of organic marketing so they can connect with their ideal audience, collaborate with fellow business owners, and create engaging content that actually converts into sales so that they can build a sustainable business over time. Join the Yes to Entrepreneurship Network today at yestoentrepreneurship.com.